The sounds of the following spelling alphabet words transmit well, even in poor communication conditions. Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Alpha, Bravo, Charlie. Welcome to Alpha, Bravo, Charlie. My name is Jason. As always, I'm always in love with my co-host, Kevin. Kevin, how you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing real good, buddy. Uh, Hey. You know what we haven't talked about in a little what? while? What? Is what is the it? fact Tell that me. you are from the United... Is it the States of America? Is that what your country's called? Arab Emirates. <laughs> uh, no, you're from the USA. Yeah. I'm uh, obnoxiously Canadian. And I'm always amazed about the questions you ask me about being Canadian. Because I just... There are, like... S- s- some of the questions you ask me, I'm like, oh, like, it's surprising what you do and don't know. Well, let's back up a second. Okay. Um, A lot of the times I'm asking you questions. One, I had to start off the show with a little bit of energy or else my energy. If I don't start off high, I nosedive. So I've got to start off just joking around. So when I ask those questions a lot of times about Canada, I may or may not know the answer to the question for sure. But I'm I'm really busting your chops. It's pretty obvious when you're like, hey, do you guys have that in Canada? And it's like something super like of course we have that i, I know you're joking there but sometimes yeah. you ask me like insightful questions that are like oh actually that's a that's interesting i can't think of any of these questions off the top of my head but i'm sure you have at some point asking an insightful question about being canadian because we talk about this all the time so i have if you would indulge me for a moment i have a list of like i don't know 14 i think famous canadian you never have like you never have anything concise you always have to have okay you know what i'm gonna i'll edit a few of these out i have a small list of 14 different scenarios i'd like to hash out no i i actually want to hear if they're if they are let's start off the list and and we'll stop if it gets to be not interesting but let's Uh, yeah i i have a list of of 13 now um famous (laughs) canadians uh, some are current people, some are celebrities, some are politicians, some are historical figures. And I want to know if you've heard of them before and who you think they are. Like, a, 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 oh, that, that guy was your uh, uh, premier or that's a famous actor or so, something like that. Um, or I've never heard of that. Who is that? And I'll just give you a very, very brief synopsis because I, I want to move through this quickly. But I'm trying to, like, figure out who, who the you know, you know, what you know as an American, like what gets down there, what hits you. An average American man. Yeah, let's hear okay. it. Let's. Uh, any number one, Stephen Harper. Ooh, why does that sound familiar? Probably because I've heard both the names Stephen and Harper, and I'm just like so Stephen Harper that. was our prime minister for like a huge chunk of my adult life, and he was Definitely conservative um, prime minister. So, um, uh. Sort of like our, sort of like our George W. Bush, the same mm-hmm. sort of time period too. Um, so when you as Americans think, "Oh, Canada's so lefty," I think generally like Canada left is lefter than America left. Uh, but we did have a conservative prime minister for like from like 2005 to like 2015. Anyways, uh, too much. Okay, Jean Chrétien. No idea. Canadian prime minister all through the nineties. So like he's our Clinton from like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to shorten your list a little bit here by saying if you, if it's a, if it's a politician, no. Okay. 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 Justin Trudeau. (laughs) Yeah. I know that guy, but that's just because he, yeah, my wife wants to, um, have sex with him. So <laughs> that, that that's the only thing I know about the guy. Okay. Uh, and he wore okay. blackface at one time. I won't even tell you this. I won't even quiz you on this next one. I'll just say interesting Canadian trivia fact. 
is that his father was Pierre Elliott Trudeau, who was also prime minister. So that's like a political dynasty in that family. Okay, uh, here's one you might know. Uh, Gord Downey. No, no idea. Uh, lead singer of the Tragically Hip. Uh, uh, no, the band, not the guy. Uh, okay, I'm going to drop this next one because you're not going to get Okay, here's one. Ryan Gosling. Yeah, he's a beautiful man who was in the movie Drive and uh, another great little movie that a lot of people don't give a lot of credit to called Crazy Stupid Love. He's also in several other things, but I can't think of those right now. And Canadian. One of the many yeah. things that me and Ryan Gosling have in common. I knew that. Both handsome, both Canadian. Uh, okay, okay. Here's, here's the one I'm most curious if you know who he is. Don Cherry. Yeah, I do know that name. Um, but I could not tell you from where I would know that name. I just know I do know that he was, name. He was a hockey commentator for years and years and years and years um, on, on Hockey Night in Canada. Mm-hmm. So, And Hockey Night in Canada is like the premier hockey show. Occasionally you see Americans try to steal it and be like, Hockey Night in America or like Football Night in America. But they're just dealing the Hockey Night in Canada format. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to skip this next one. Okay, here's a, here's a good one. Here's a good one. Here, uh, the, these next three are good ones. Okay. Unlike the rest of them, which were bad. Uh, Alexander Graham Bell. Yes, invented the telephone. He was American, though. That's that's what we're taught here. Uh, no, he. Uh, so actually, he's he's like Scottish, uh, but Canadians very much try to take credit for him. Uh, yeah, I, let's and, let's be clear. American kids are taught if a person did something worthwhile, they are American. Or Jesus. Yeah. And yeah. like, that's the thing. It's don't even get me started on like American music <laughs> fans and uh, who will be like, yeah, the band is one of the great American bands of all time. The band had four out of five members were Canadian. Or when they try to take credit for Neil Young because Neil Young has dual citizenship now. And, and so he's American and Canadian, but he only just got American citizenship. So all his good songs were written when he was solely Canadian. Like you can't, Get out of here, America. It's no, Alexander Graham Bell, if he belongs to anyone, he belongs to Canada. Um, okay, here, here's a good one you're not going to know, but I want to tell it to you anyway. Tommy Douglas. Yeah, I don't know. Tommy Douglas uh, was the premier of Saskatchewan, but he he's the one that uh, got Canada universal health care. So when I have when I break my foot and it doesn't cost me a dime, I thank Tommy Douglas. Now, now no, the, hold on. There's a connection here. Kiefer Sutherland. Sutherland. Yeah, I know Kiefer Sutherland. He's uh, one of the Lost Boys, and he was on um, 24. Oh, and he's he's in one of my favorite, a movie that I adore called uh, A Time to Kill. I thought you were going to say Stand By Me. Oh, um, yeah, he is in Stand By Me, isn't he? Yeah, uh, that's a good yeah, one, great too. Canadian actor. He is the maternal. Didn't know he's Canadian. Yeah, he's Canadian, and he's so Canadian that he is the maternal grandson of Tommy Douglas the aforementioned hockey who invent no Tom, oh. tommy douglas so, invented or uh brought universal health care to canada that's, and okay. his great grandson or grandson something like that is Kiefer sutherland i like a politician named tommy it, it, it just humanizes them you know? uh, so it's next a- time you see jack bauer saving the day just know that his grandfather actually did save the lives of many Canadians who's with uh Who's uh, Jack, Jack Bauer? Jack Bauer is the lead character of 24, played by... Oh, Kiefer Sutherland played Jack Bauer. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, gotcha. and then this is the last one. <clears throat> if you don't know this, this might end the podcast. And I'm not a huge fan of him because he never played for my team, but Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky. 
You better I know, be it sounds like right a great now. one. It sounds like a great one, though. Uh, he's, he is. He is. He sounds is a like great a great one. guy. A real king. <laughs> I would say this. Really knows how to oil something. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Gretzky, the best team sport athlete across any sport. If you just look at how far beyond he is in the stats from everyone else uh, in his league, I mean, I, I know a lot of times it's like comparing apples to oranges, like LeBron versus Gretzky or something like that, or, or Tom Brady. But I think. I think there's a, a a very strong case to be made on Wayne Gretzky being the greatest. Well, Wayne Gretzky, famous for those who don't know, Wayne Gretzky, famous, made famous by and only by Wayne Gretzky 3D hockey on N64. That is his uh, claim to fame, just like Tony Hawk and Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Wayne Gretzky. So you, became, you look at what you're like, Wayne Gretzky, the video game developer. Yeah, he yeah. made a video game. Yeah, it was great. Cool. Um, Kevin, today we are talking about a splendiferous song called i'm always in love a nice little ditty that um i think we've talked about how i discovered wilco beyond just being aware of them uh through the documentary uh, i am i am trying to break your heart and uh in that documentary there it, uh like I, I i've told you before that hearing the acoustic version of i'm trying to break your heart at the beginning of the movie made me like oh i've gotta i've gotta hear this i'm always in love made me when they play it later on in the loft on the documentary, that solidified. I've got to hear everything Wilco's made because that that song, th this song is uh, a banger. It's it, it's a great song, wonderful. Song. Um, so much like you, first time I heard the. So I was when I was uh, listening to these songs yesterday and doing my research in preparation for this recording session. I was listening to this song and I was taken back. So when I first heard the song, which I realized was in the movie, I'm trying to break your heart because I had heard Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, but I hadn't, I, and in fact, I never was able to find summer teeth on CD back in the CD era. Um, it was always, and then, and, and the first time I got on CD, it came with a vinyl record in like a thin little, and it doesn't matter. So the first time I heard the song was in that movie and, and then playing it in the loft in rehearsal. And to me, that is my favorite version of this song. Um, the, the studio version does, is, is good. It's fine. It's great, but it's not as good as, as the, um, the version in the movie. Uh, and, and the, the reason for that is the tempo. The tempo is just a little bit slower, uh, on the album cut. Now I have a, I have a quote from Jeff about, um, about the tempo in the song. If you will indulge me, Jason and listeners. Um, and this is from an interview Jeff did with the Chicago Tribune. Almost all of my songs start too slow. There's something about allowing your brain to work to sort of hear what the next chord might be when you're writing that I think makes things just slower in those stages. And then just like learning anything, once you're kind of like got the map drawn you can go a little faster and hopefully hear the song objectively to put it into a tempo that's proper for it. I think we record so quickly after songs are written that my complaint about Wilco records in general would be that, and I think this may be true for a lot of bands, is that the album tempos are just glacial compared to where they end up live. Uh, and I think that is, so, I love this quote from Jeff. Because I, I think if I have complaints about any of their big songs on the album cuts, it's usually it's too slow. I think another example of that is Spiders, 
on a ghost is born spiders hmm. i love spiders when it's live but the album cut it just lugs a little too slow but then when you see it live it's like an awakening it's an epiphany and that song never clicked with me till i heard it live and then it was like oh 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 okay i get it and then you listen to the album cut and it's like just a few beats too slow this is another album cut uh, i'm always in love that's just a bit too slow but there are demo versions of it on the summer teeth deluxe version where it's even slower like just like like he said glacially slow um uh, so they they did increase the tempo, but if if I could go back in time, Jason, and I bang run through the doors of the studio where they recorded Summer Teeth, and they're like about, no, I think this is the final final take. I'd be like, no, do it again, but quicker. And then the, if I had a time machine, that's what I would do. I would not go back in uh, time and and meet my grand great grandparents or anything like that, or or. I would go and, and try to get Wilco to record this song like 10 dB quicker or uh, 10 uh, beats per minute quicker. You know, what's weird is that they, they're aware that when they're in the studio, they should be, it should be a little faster. Well, th- that's a modern quote that from Jeff too. So maybe he didn't realize that till like afterwards, like once they started playing the song live. Um, Cause if you, if you think about it, like summer teeth is Wilco's third album. Um, so that's the third time Jeff recorded an album where he was the the front man of the band. Um, yeah. So he's still learning. And now we're looking at him after album 11. He's recording album 12 at the moment. So like he's he, he's only, you know, and while he's always been a great songwriter, he's better at making albums now than he's ever been. More efficient, more. Um, I, I can't think of like like uh, Star Wars. Um, that album, the recorded version is just as good as the live version of it, right? Like he, I think he's he's caught up with that but maybe this this is an example a little bit of inexperience where maybe they um nowadays if if i'm always in love with a new song maybe that wouldn't be an issue maybe he he would you know find the right tempo quicker but unfortunately not with this one just sounds like glenn and john need to the, the rhythm section there needs to kind of well rein it in a little bit more and, and like show him how fast it needs to be well glenn wasn't in the band at this point it was ken coomer and what's interesting with this is the the notes on who plays what so we got jeff tweedy on vocals and baritone guitar we got jay bennett on bass piano keyboards drums and backing vocals oh hell there is there is a uh a baritone guitar in there isn't isn't there now that i'm thinking about it so uh yeah and then what, yeah. what's interesting is john jay is credited with doing bass and drums john does piano and backing vocals to be honest i don't know where the piano is in this song and ken coomer does have some drums credit now there is sort of the you know jay has talked about or jay had talked about it after uh he left the band that summer teeth is in, is in a lot of ways um Jeff and Jay in the studio doing kind of a lot of the work themselves because Jay Jeff could be a bass player because he was a bass player in Uncle Tupelo and guitar and then Jay was kind of Jay was kind of guy he could he could sit down and, and play any instrument it seemed like uh, so Jay could play drums uh, and do all the keyboard parts and some of the guitar parts so th- between the two of them they were fully capable of producing the album on their own and Summer Teeth sort of turned into that at times where it wasn't really a full band effort. It sort of turned into a Jay and Jeff effort, and and you see this in in the lineup uh, that's credited with uh, this cut, where it's um, very Jay and Jeff focused. And um, how much of the drums was Ken Coomer? I don't know. 
uh i would i would uh, you know because i don't hear two drum parts in the song i only hear so maybe they did the initial version and then re-overdid his drums and just gave him a credit afterwards i'm speculating but um i don't know what otherwise where the rest of the drums would be well, Kevin, before we jump into the song, I just want to remind everybody to go to abcwilco.com and find all the ways you can support the show. The biggest way of, uh, that costs you nothing, just a couple seconds of your time, is by leaving a rating and review on your podcatcher. It helps the show grow. It helps everybody find the show. It puts us up higher in the listings. Plus, what else are you doing with your time? You're sitting here listening to a podcast anyways. Just use your thumb. If you, you can make it phone. through me ranting about the... <laughs> The who played what on a on a Wilco song? You can you can probably grow, go and throw us a few stars. Um, I love the synthesizer in the song. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, it, we had talked recently about the rental. This is the song has always given me kind of rental vibes. Oh yeah, it kind of is a like rentally. Yeah. I don't know what kind of synthesizer that is. Jay's just credited with keyboards, but it sounds like it could be a Moog or a Moog. Um, Moog. Yeah, I say Moog. People get mad at that. This song uh, just sounds like summer to me, right? Like, oh, yeah. It, it, when I listen to the song, I close my eyes, like, even though I'm sitting here in March and... Uh, grossed outside right now i've listened to the song and it's it's i'm driving in my jeep going to the lake i got a slurpee and i'm cranking this song is that 7-eleven or slurpee 7-eleven yeah uh, supposedly winnipeg is the 7-eleven capital the slurpee capital of north america we have more Hmm. 7-elevens per capita than anywhere else in north america supposedly Yeah, that I I never thought about it, but it's so obvious that that, that is a baritone guitar there. I, I I don't know. Yeah, the rhythm. Yeah. Yeah, I've never really thought about that either. Um, but yeah, you can really. You once you it once you're it, but aware it, it works. Of it. it gives it kind of that. Then you pair it with the synthesizer that's above it, and it kind of gives it that like, uh, like, it's good right spatial separation. John's uh, backup vocals. What is he saying there? Because I've always wondered that. I, I, I have never a note looked. on that. I have a note on that. Let's come okay. back to that after. Yeah. I, I actually have a thought because I've always. It, I know what it based... is. I'll tell you what it is. Okay. Oh, there's piano right there. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, Just there's John's contribution. Tink. Yeah. Picking out some I don't, notes I don't there know with what the... the lyrics in the song necessarily mean, but I love. It's a great example of like there are lines in the song that just like. When I soak so long, I forget my mother. On a big like the song lyrically is is he's got some real interesting lines in here. You know, I think as long like this, it may it doesn't necessarily need to mean anything. It's just he needed the words to create the melody, and I, I and I don't know. I'm just speaking out of my ass here, so I don't know. I'm sorry, kids. But uh, the uh, it could just be he's the he came up with the melody and had to put words to that melody. So sometimes I think maybe we're giving a little bit too much importance to what these lyrics mean. Yeah. It could be simply he has to make. What's Can that? I point out that the end here is kind of like I'm a wheel too, where they just like repeat the Like it's the, there's sort of a, what you think could be the beginning of the ending. And then it ramps back up and he's just repeating that phrase again, just like in I'm a wheel. 
I've I'd never say 40% of Wilco's songs have that, man. Maybe, like, and like I Got You does that too, where it just kind of like you think the song's about to be over and then it comes back into this refrain and it's so great live. Like when you hear the song live, Jeff's scream there, oh, it's so good. It's so good. I know this is an insightful commentary, but it is so good. And I it's think, so good uh, live when you're just like, everybody's rocking out together. It's making me miss live music. Wilco is big on doing the codas at the end of their songs. So yeah. it, it's a... Uh, you know, it, it's they, they always had that. They, there's a lot of time, not always, not always, a lot yeah. of time that they had that dropout. We just recorded "I'm a Wheel," and hearing it back to back is like, oh yeah, that is a, very much the same trick twice. And that I'm this is not a criticism. That's a, it works brilliantly in both songs. Now, Jason, we talked about the tempo. Could you just play us a couple seconds, like ten seconds? of the live rehearsal version from I'm Trying to Break Your Heart. All right, I'm going to start this a little bit into the song just so we yeah. can, so it's going. This is the version from I'm Trying to Break Your Heart. And it's just the tempo suits the song way better, in my opinion. It's faster. It's way faster. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and you, honestly, you, you honestly, guys can't see the video at home, but Glenn is sweating while playing, playing yes. on this version. I mean, that's great commitment because this is this is just them rehearsing before some yeah. shows, right? Um, I wonder if this was a tempo, if this was the tempo, if this could have been a single. Like, I feel like this song is catchy enough, it rocks enough. Yeah. In the year 1999, I could see this being a, being a, 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 getting airplay. I don't know. I don't see it being a big song, but I do, I, I could see it being like a, uh, you know, a, a, what do you call it? A breakthrough song or like a, yeah. A, a, a high up on the indie charts, you know. I, I can I, see that I happening. I can see this. Blink one eighty two. What's my age again? <laughs> Number one. Number two. Wilco. I'm always in love. Slightly faster version. Um, yeah, I love. I love that album. That live take. Uh, the rehearsal take that we just heard. I, I really, 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 it, really, really hope that Wilco releases. Um, like, uh, like Yankee Hotel Foxtrot needs a deluxe version. But what also needs to happen is we need to take the music from the movie. And we need to do the official soundtrack for I'm Trying to Break Your Heart. Like, because uh, there are some great cuts in that movie that you just can't listen to anywhere. Like the the um, cut for How to Fight Loneliness and that and just some live stuff in there that, you know, doesn't really have a home anywhere else. Put that up on Spotify. Press that to like a, do like a three LP vinyl box set mm. uh, limited to, to 5,000 copies. I would drop some serious cash on that. What kind of cash would you be willing to drop on that? I would drop, if you do three LPs, I would be prepared to spend up to and including 85 Canadian dollars. If you put it in a box, I'm talking 95 Canadian dollars. So we're talking like $2 American. No, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so they're probably $60 American if I had to oh, do okay. uh, some. So now if you do four LPs, I think you could break one hundo. But no, uh, I put in a nice box. I put some liner notes in. Maybe um, Sam Jones took some photos of the band from that period. Maybe a laser in. disc of the movie. A laser disc. Oh my god! That bring back laser disc because then you could easily put them in the same box as the vinyl records and have yeah, a real. I love that four eighty i resolution. Mm. Oh, yeah. um. Now yeah. the backup vocals, Mr. Jason, that you asked about. Yeah, I, I, I want to get back to that. Um. Well, that's what I'm doing. I'm transitioning back there. <laughs> uh what do you think the backup vocals are now so up on my original 
back when I discovered the song while watching the documentary, I thought John was saying, smoke pot, smoke pot, smoke pot. I thought that's what he was saying. Um, but I, I hadn't, I didn't, I had no way of verifying that. Cause I don't think, I'm pretty sure I would have turned on the, uh, closed captioning to find it out, but I don't think that this had closed captioning on it. So I mean, probably the, not for backup vocals, maybe just, yeah. just main. So vocals. maybe that's why what I'm thinking of. But uh, that's what I always thought he said. And then upon later listens, I never bothered to look what it what it actually was. So I was curious, since you have an encyclopedic knowledge of everything, Wilco, what is he actually saying? This is a genuine question. We had we didn't talk about this before the show. This is me finding out the answer for the first time. Um. Yeah, I, I okay. To, to full disclosure, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm starting to second guess myself. I don't know if it ever has been 100% confirmed. I think it has, though. In fact, you know what? I, I'm just gonna go for it. I'm go saying it. with 100% certainty yeah. that they are, in fact, saying spoke pot. Oh, okay, so I was right. Okay, I, I yeah. see. I just kind of doubted myself because I was like, ah, they don't back when I, I they didn't seem like a band that was like a drug promotion band. No, and I think that's kind of a Beatles reference, though, because um, uh, the Beatles w- would would do things like that and and have some like um, uh, like on Rubber Soul, they have some some backup vocals that are saying some some cheeky things uh, that um, uh, um, maybe uh, you wouldn't pay, necessarily pick up on on, on first listen, but. Um, uh, and I think Summer Teeth is the most Beatles-inspired Wilco album, so I think that that is um, uh, very much, um, if the, if if not a direct reference, very much among the the, the same vein of of what the Beatles did. Um, uh, but yeah, it it all like certainly is their same smoke pot, or or maybe maybe better pot smoke pot smoke pot smoke. Uh, but when you say repetitive, whether it's pot smoke or smoke pot, it's it's, yeah. it's the same thing. Now. For me, uh, I have Sorry, tons kids. of pots downstairs, different for the we use for cooking. I don't know, like um, maybe you've burnt something inside of it, and and that's why it's smoking. But that's just going to set off your fire alarm. So people, please be safe. Don't cause any, because I don't know otherwise what that could possibly mean. So don't, um, um, you know, set any fires. But just be safe uh, um, when you're listening to Wilco albums. Yeah, um, and also while we're on on, this, on the topic, I just want to say to everybody at home to please check your fire alarms. Did you know that in the world, at any given time, every fifteen minutes, as a matter of fact, a house is burning down. A house is burning down every fifteen minutes. Probably from the world. people listening to this and thinking like, "Oh, so does Wilco want me to put something?" in a pot and 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 you know create some smoke out of it and and you know put some 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 you know uh, maybe some some noodles or something without water in a pot and turn it on and then create smoke and and probably that's where some of them start so yeah absolutely i think that's great advice check life advice from jason if you're cooking noodles and smoke is a result of that you have no business cooking noodles you that's know what just, I did uh, when I was just a like flat out thing. eight or nine years old, whatever the age you are when you can first start staying home alone after school, uh, is I used to go home and make myself uh, Mr. Noodles. Do you guys have Mr. Noodles in America? We have ramen noodles and we have... Um... We have a brand up here called Mr. Noodles. Uh, and uh, I put my thing of noodles in a bowl, but I was watching uh, the Garfield 90s cartoon on TV at the same time. Um, Garfield Friends? 
Garfield and Friends, yes. yes. And uh, a little distracted, great show. Um, don't, wonder how it holds up. Probably not well. Um, put, put it in the microwave. And uh, oh, you microwave them? The, oh, you sick bastard! Like, I don't know. I'm I'm a kid. I, I what else am I, am I gonna cook? So I put noodles in water in a bowl and put it in the microwave. Uh, in fact, I see people in my office doing this still to this day. So I don't think that's that weird. But here's the thing: is I forgot to put water in, and I had like <laughs> 20 minutes till my dad was gonna come home, and I was like, "Dad is gonna kill me." Uh, so I'm trying, I don't know how to air out a room. Like I'm opening windows and like, and I went, and I'm like, they're going to see this burnt noodles in the garbage. So I went and like threw it. We had a storage room and threw it under a bunch of boxes. And I've never, and my parents have moved uh, years <laughs> later, but I was not living at home when they moved. And I never saw that thing come out. So I'm sure when they were like, like, what is this black moldy thing of noodles? I don't know. I don't know how that thing ever got out, but um uh, yeah, so probably uh, um, not much to do with I'm always in love, but uh, man, I I uh, I don't even want to think of I I never asked no, and nobody ever said anything. But when I after I moved out of my I lived my I grew up living with my grandparents. I don't even want to know what they found next to my bed. Oh, I have an idea of what they found next to that dropped down on the floor next to my bed after I moved out when they redid that room, but. I'm glad that conversation never come out came out before they went to their grave, <laughs> because they would there would have it was a it would have been an awful conversation, the most cringeworthy. Weird. I don't want to know. I, I really yeah. uh, going back to I'm always in love. One last thing I want to say is there is a delightful acoustic demo on the Summer Teeth Deluxe version where Jeff's just like uh, playing it at home. The lyrics are slightly different. He sings something like uh, uh, "Your whiskey's on my breath." Um, is one of the lyrics that's there that I was like, wait, that's not on the album cut. Worth listening to. He's playing on the acoustic guitar. And his wife, Susan Miller Tweedy, is kind of singing along to it too. Um uh and she's singing like uh uh backup vocals that are like, I'm a VIP at Horde. Uh and Jeff's talked about after uh um in the year since so when he hears that song, he still hears those backup vocals on it. Uh, which I think is uh, is is sweet, and it's, he's talked about that before that demo got released. So it's cool that we actually finally have that that demo, and it's a cool setting to to hear, um, you know, such a great song in such an early stage uh, like that. Um, so, uh, listeners, if you love the song as much as Jason and I love the song, go listen to the early demo um, from the Summer Teeth Deluxe version. And then there's also a early take of it that I mentioned earlier with a, a full band, but much, 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 much slower tempo. Uh, and if we're talking alternate versions, there is a, a, a beautiful acoustic version from the uh, um, uh, Jeff's Together at Last solo album where he did um, Wilco and some uh, Golden Smog songs, uh, solo and acoustic, which is also delightful. And he kind of changed the chords around on that version too, if I recall correctly too. So um, there's sort of a, a, a proper way to play the song acoustically, which is different than the full band. So worth checking out all those different versions. Well, cool, man. Well, guys, I just want to remind everybody to go to abcwilco.com. That's the best way you can find all the different ways, Patreon, buying T-shirts, and most importantly, leaving a rating and review to tell the world how good of a job we do. Um, unlike 
apparently some other woke up podcast. <laughs> <I don't> <laughs> uh, <laughs> those rating and reviews are not. So if you want to go take a look at those and just write the opposite of those reviews, that'd be a big help. Um, if you want to find Kevin on Instagram, go to at Kevin Vinyl. If you want to find me on Instagram, go to at Hess's Best. Um, some of you, I just want to throw a little note out there, have been adding my personal account, which is fine. Um, I, I always just ask because I don't add people I don't know. But I would prefer you follow the Hess's Best account and the ABC account, uh, Wilco, just because like I have you know my daughter on the, on my personal account. I don't want. And he know. doesn't trust you guys to see that yeah. stuff. Um, um, but but I, I always I, when I ask and you guys say that you're fans of the show and I, I I always add you guys. But if you could just kind of you know stick to the the private. There's been like I don't know I'd say seven or eight of you now, um, and it, it's great. You're all nice people and I love you all. But uh, just I kind of want to keep my personal life and my kid out of the eyes of people. Listeners, I, don't know. I have a personal Instagram account. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but if you listen to the show closely enough, you probably could figure it out. And you are welcome to follow me there. Challenge, though, if you can figure out what that account is. It's mostly photos of dogs, but uh, you're welcome to follow me there because I'm a real nice guy and I trust you all. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong. If you guys feel I'm sorry, like... I'll give, give Jason a hard time. Just for <laughs> if you guys feel like I'm just such a great guy that you want to be involved in my personal life, I'm going to ask, who are you? But then, you know, I, I always do add the people that ask to follow my personal page. And I, I'm glad to do it. I'm grateful for all the listeners. It's just... Um, you know, I, w- I would like to kind of keep a line of demarcation, you know, uh, between the show and my personal life since I have a baby daughter on there and I just kind of want to keep that private. I have um, dogs that treat like babies, but ultimately me too. I realize that they are not babies. Yeah. Um, next week, we're, next episode, we're going to be covering uh, I'm the Man Who Loves You, which is a the quintessential Wilco song. If you want to describe to somebody what Wilco sounds like in their, at their peak. Um, in my opinion. Um, so until next time, just remember every little thing is going to tear you apart. <laughs>